This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. My name is Rob Carson, back in the saddle again. Not only back in the saddle, actually I duct taped to the saddle. There's no leaving the saddle. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. And let me be the first person to say... Congratulations to Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States of America. I don't know if you heard this over the weekend, but the FBI was able to track a Trump-supporting school board parent who opposed CRT to a synagogue in Dallas where this person apparently tried to hold some uh, people hostage there, this uh, CRT parent. And, you know, Merrick Garland warned. He says, we got to keep an eye on these CRT parents and those Trump supporters and the Proud Boys because that's where the real terror is in America. And, and so oh, I'm sorry, I just handed something here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. Well, I guess the synagogue was attacked by a, uh, a jihadi from Great Britain. I apologize. I was, I was incorrect, and I'm going to go ahead and take my uh, congratulations for the uh, Attorney General of the United States back. I, um, I, I was misinformed this morning just because the mainstream media says that the real terrorists are Trump supporters and the parents who attend Trumbull board meetings and disagree with CRT and porn in libraries. I, I'm, I just kind of figured... Am I off base here that if the United States government is willing to say and and commit resources from the Federal Bureau of Investigation after Joe Biden and Merrick Garland has said that the real terrorists are Trump supporters and CRT opposing uh, parents that I, I just assumed. And you know what? You know what assuming does? Yeah, it makes an ass of you and me. It, it, it does. It just son of a gun. Son of a gun. Today is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And uh, for those of you who are in uh, Black Lives Matter movement and those of you who are snowflakes on campus who uh, get butt hurt um, every time, you know, something, everything you, you perceive is racist and, and you want your own uh, uh, dormitories and stuff. I just want you to realize, I realize as well that compared to you in 2022 in your college dormitory, you know, mom and dad paying for everything, and you, Black Lives Matter protesters, and Martin Luther King Jr. faced nothing compared to you. 
I mean, nothing compared to you. It's just the opposite. Normally, normally you have people that you come in and they're, and they're trendsetters and they, and they bust down barriers and all of that. Martin Luther King Jr., honestly, compared to Joy Reid. I mean, Joy Reid would be, uh, I think, a better. They should have a statue of Joy Reid down by the Potomac. Because, uh, honestly, uh, everything, that with her multi-million dollar job on a TV show that she's driven into ratings oblivion and her Ivy League education, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., what he went through, pales by comparison to uh, what Joy Reid went through, uh, honestly. And, and, you know, other, other civil rights, they call them pioneers. They call them civil rights pioneers. Hey, I want to tell you something. That is not being a pioneer compared to faking a hate crime on campus to get attention, uh, even though you're actually a person of color. And that happens all the time. So you are the true uh, trendsetters and the trailblazers. Yeah, yeah I, think you, I think you get my point on this one, kids. I think you do. Honestly. <laughs> when I look at Martin Luther King Jr. being stabbed and murdered and and all of the things that he went through and the rest that he went through honestly it just it makes me do a spit take when i look at i don't know the founder of uh, black lives matter who has purchased uh, three homes three homes and she's a marxist and martin luther king jr was a republican so uh. you know today the president of the united states after a divisive speech last week in georgia where he called uh, people who would support voter integrity and and you and me you and me Joe Biden delivered a uh, Martin Luther King Jr. address today. Didn't mention his friend uh, Robert Byrd, who was a KKK Grand Kleagle. Was it Grand? It's a Grand Kleagle, right? Aren't those exercises that women do? I just, I don't know. My wife, you know, whatever. Well, it could be Grand Dragon, but it says here Grand Kleagle. I'm going to write that down. So he's a Grand Kleagle there, and he also, uh, I don't know, in the past has bragged about his relationship with George Wallace from Alabama. He, he has. There are newspaper articles out there. But he, he decided to put together a speech today where he, he brought us all together on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Here he is, the president. In fact, Dr. King was just one of those young people, 15-year-old student at Morehouse College, yeah. when he began his journey to fulfill the promise of America for all Americans. He has not turned this political. This is pretty amazing. The promise it holds that we're all created yeah. equal and deserve to be treated equally throughout our lives. You betcha. Dr. King wasn't just a dreamer of that promise. No. He was a doer. He did. And on this federal holiday that honors him, it's not just enough to praise him. Yes. We must commit to his unfinished work. Okay. To deliver jobs and justice, to protect the sacred right to vote. Wait, wait, wait. This is skewing a little bit, uh, a little bit political. The right from which all other rights flow. The attack on our democracy is real, okay. from the January 6th insurrection okay. to the onslaught of Republicans' anti-voting laws. I don't, I don't think this has anything to do with Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, and uh, I don't know. A number of states. It's no longer just about who gets to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote. Okay, that's, that's, uh, that's actually paraphrasing Marx again like you did last week. And whether your vote counts at all. It's about two insidious things. Okay, where's Martin Luther King Jr. in this? Voter suppression? An election subversion. What about uh, paying a half a billion dollars for drop boxes that are unmonitored by Mark Zuckerberg? In his time, through his courage, his conviction. Oh, he's coming back to Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, all right, there commitment. you go. Got it. Dr. King held a mirror up to America. America, yeah. And forced us to answer the question. What is the question? Where do we stand? Okay. Whose side are we on? Yeah. We're in another moment right now where the mirror is being held up. To America, be yeah. held up again. Yes, yes. 
The question being asked again. What? Where do we stand? Whose side are we on? Will we stand against voter suppression? Yes or no? Wow, that's a political Will we again. stand against election subversion? Yes or no? Okay, it had nothing to do with Martin Luther King Jr. There you go. Uh, but if the mirror was held up in front of you, it'd see a, kind of an old guy with bad uh, hair implants, uh, maybe a little lifting, and also capped white teeth. Uh, that's what you'd see as far as your mirror is concerned. You know, uh, well, real nice, real nice. It's kind of like Coretta Scott King's funeral. <clears throat> they politicized the Democrats. And, and Paul Wellstone's funeral did that as well, took an opportunity to immediately convert this into attacking your political enemies like you did last year. Class act. Class act on uh, on uh, Mr. Biden's part. Very, very nice, very nice. All right. <music> 44-year-old Malik Faisal Akram is dead this morning. He took some people hostage in a synagogue in Dallas over the weekend, and uh, generally when you hear, let's see, it's the Sabbath, it's Saturday, somebody's taken over a synagogue and holding them hostage, you usually kind of think, what? Trump supporting, CRT opposing, school board parent. No, actually, you generally think it could be uh, an Islamic jihadi because uh, they're the ones who actually say they want the Jewish state uh, wiped off the entire face of the earth. So that's kind of where you go. That's generally where you go if you're a person of, I guess, maybe, it's, I don't think it's terribly uh, racist. You're not saying that everybody is. You're just saying that uh, Islamic terrorists hate Israel and want it wiped off the face of the earth, like the entire country of Iran, essentially, and a whole bunch of other Arab states that surround Israel that won it wiped off the face of the planet. But uh, Saturday night during the, uh, the height of the hostage drama, FBI agent in charge Matt DeSanaro, or DeSarno, basically said this about what was going on, okay? It was not a jihadi at all. They had completely, after hours of negotiating, after uh, the broadcast of the, uh, the synagogue ceremony was broadcast, and, they, and he shared his anti-Semitic views and shared his love for a jihadi, who we'll get to in just a second. I think it's Lady Gaga or Lady Terrorist or something. Uh, he had this to say. We do believe from our engagement with this subject that he was singularly focused on one issue, uh, and it was not specifically related to the Jewish community, uh, but we're continuing to work to find motive and, and we will continue on that path. In terms of the resolution of the incident, uh, the, the hostage taker is deceased. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the synagogue might as well have been a Walmart. Might as well just been a Walmart, folks. Now, this got some consternation online from a lot of people who have uh, common sense. Uh, including uh, Yair Rosenberg said, I am sure the FBI will clean up this shortly, but until then, worth stating the obvious, the gunman did not travel thousands of miles to terrorize some Mormons. He uh, sought out a synagogue and took it hostage over his grievances. Okay, Muslim terrorist travels to a synagogue on the Sabbath and takes a rabbi and three other Jews hostage while demanding the release of convicted anti-Semitic terrorists. Sorry, AP, AP, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's directly connected to the Jewish community. And honestly, after all we've been through, after all we've been through for the FBI, a person in charge to say that is honestly uh, beyond an insult to our intelligence, beyond an insult to the ongoing battle that Jewish people, the Jewish people have around the world. Here is what uh, Representative Mike McCall said over the weekend when talking to Jake Tapper about the hostage situation. At the synagogue in Texas yesterday, w was part of any sort of larger international plot? Well, you know, the, the hostage taker, and first of all, uh, this is a disturbing case that demonstrates that anti-Semitism 
is unfortunately alive and well. Uh, I think they chose this synagogue because she, uh, Siddiqui, the Lady Al-Qaeda, they call her, is being detained. Lady Al-Qaeda. Yeah, Lady Al-Qaeda. In a Fort Worth uh, prison facility. Um, to answer your question, I know the FBI has now fanned their investigation out to London and Tel Aviv. So this has now turned into an international investigation. And I can't believe that the FBI missed this, honestly, while they were investigating CRT parents. So there's, there's something more here. Uh, and the fact he's calling for Lady Al-Qaeda's release uh, from prison has been, <laughs> uh, as you said, in the jihadist world, uh, kind of a cause celeb. Yeah, now the uh, the FBI is admitting the Texas synagogue siege was an anti-Semitic terror attack. <laughs> but I mean, this this morning, this is this is just choice. I mean, honestly, uh, this is just choice. Here's the latest statement from the FBI. I want you to listen to this. We have never lost sight of the threat extremists posed to the Jewish community and to other religious, racial, and ethnic groups. Well, I guess you did this time. Yeah. We have had a close and enduring relationship with the Jewish community for many years. We continue to work tirelessly with the Secure Community Network. This is the FBI. These are actually men and women who are supposed to be ballsy, kick butt, and they're writing this 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 word salad for lack of a better a better expression. The Anti-Defamation League, the Jewish Federation, and others to protect members of the Jewish community from all potential threats, except for this one. We totally dropped the ball because we were focused on other stuff, like Trump supporters. Yeah, and January 6th insurrectionists who didn't actually commit an insurrection. During the negotiations with law enforcement, the hostage taker, Malik Faisal Akram, spoke repeatedly about a convicted terrorist who is serving 86 years in prison in the United States on terrorism charges. Quote, this is a terrorism-related matter in which the Jewish community was targeted and is being investigated by the Joint Terrorism Task Force. We're going to have to bring them back from Loudoun County, Virginia, where there's a school board meeting tonight, because they've all been committed to that, I guess. <clears throat> Actually, there really isn't a school board meeting tonight. I don't want to... I mislead you. Uh, preventing acts of terrorists and violence is the number one priority of the FBI. Oh, this is fantastic. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is yesterday, or this is Saturday, okay? This is the, this is the guy in charge at the synagogue. They're saying that preventing acts of terrorists and violence is the number one priority at the FBI. Here's the guy in charge again. We do believe from our engagement with this subject that he was singularly focused on one issue. Uh, and it was not specifically related to the Jewish community, uh, but we're continuing to work to find motive, and, and we will continue on that path. Yeah, yeah, while everybody else figured out the motive before the FBI did. <sighs> Due to continuing investigation, we are unable to provide more details at this time because we're actually too embarrassed to talk about it. Just too embarrassed to talk about it. Now, I had had this brought up, and I thought of this over the weekend. Uh, a friend of mine named Lee actually uh, said this. You know, remember the Atlanta spa shooter? Uh, they immediately said that he targeted Asian women. There was no probable saying that he targeted Asian women. Um, that was not the case. This was actually a, uh, a headline from a couple days after the Atlanta spa shooter killed eight people. The headline is Atlanta spa shooter who targeted Asian women pleads guilty to four of eight murders. So there was no issue saying that this man was targeting Asian women. The only problem is uh, he also killed uh, a person named Paul Andre Michaels, Delena Ashley Yon Gonzalez, Elcias Rosendo Hernandez Ortiz. 
they were shot as well. And it turns out the 21-year-old suspect, Aaron Long, was taken into custody and told police he was motivated by a sexual addiction that was at odds with his Christianity, for which he had spent time in an evangelical treatment clinic. Oh, yeah. And by the way, the reason why he went to Asian spas is because there are Asian spas around the country that traffic in people, and they're there for one thing, and it's not for hot stone massages. I'll just say that. Bruce in Baltimore. Hello there, Bruce. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Good afternoon. So it's amazing with the piece of work that the Joe is, Joe Biden. He exploits what Martin Luther King stood for, and it's Harley. And all the insurrection and voter suppression, that's not true. He has no moral compass at all. And as far as the FBI, I agree with you. The current FBI director, Christopher Wray, said the, the, the most significant threat to our society, the United States, is white supremacy. He's, yeah. he's been in Congress <laughs> been a number of times, and it's always the same thing. Yeah, you yeah know, it's, uh, it, it, white, supre- it, it, white supremacy. White supremacy is what invaded that, that synagogue from Great Britain and demanded the release of a jihadi prisoner. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I appreciate your sense of humor. All Have right, Bruce. God bless you, brother. Have a good day. So um, here's the deal. If you are going to uh, come to the United States, the U.K. is part of a visa waiver program, meaning travelers can enter the U.S. for business or tourism for stays of up to 90 days without a visa. Instead, that tourists must fill out an electronic system for travel authorization called an ESTA, which includes questions on the applicant's criminal past. Would you like to hear some of these questions that are asked that, I mean, surely any honest terrorist would answer these and you know, be barred from coming to the United States? Because honestly, they, they, I mean, this, this should be the safety net that keeps us safe. Like the southern border. Here are some of the questions from the uh, the ESTA. They ask for uh, terrorist affiliation, travel history, and drug use. Uh, one question states, have you been arrested or convicted for a crime that resulted in serious damage to property or serious harm to another person or government authority? I'm thinking somebody who wants to get into the country and they want to do harm, they might tend to avoid answering these questions honestly. I'm just... I've never wanted to kill anybody, go into a synagogue, murder people in the name of Islam. Me personally, never. Never even crossed my mind. You know, never even thought about killing anybody, to be quite honest. No, 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 no. Unless I could go back in history. Then I'd get the guy who invented the popcorn ceiling. I'd get him first. Offenses including rape, murder, assault, burglary, theft, fraud, and robbery. Anyone who's committed a crime of moral turpitude will not be granted entry into the United States. Put your foot down on that one. Come on, jihadists. Try and get past this, this verbal safeguard, this, this wall, I mean, with razor ribbon on top of it, of questions about your criminal past. Try to get into the United States now there. Oh, no, wait. I guess this guy did. Yeah, this, uh, this guy, Malik Faisal Akram, who had an extensive criminal background. Uh, it says here, the next uh, <clears throat> headline in the story. Can an applicant lie on the form? This is the ESTA website. Can an applicant lie on the form? I don't think so. Because honestly, uh, terrorists, when they're confronted with honesty, they have to. It's like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. They can't, they can't help it. They just they tell the truth automatically. Hey, I'm going to go to the United States and kill a bunch of Jews. Go! 
Oh, dang it. Did I say that out loud? <clears throat> According to uh, social justice charity NACRO, the, it's at, what is it? ESTA and NACRO, we've got two acronyms so far. The U.S. authorities do not have access to criminal records held on the U.K.'s police national computer. The ESTA website claims checks will be carried out to see if any applicant has uh, any undisclosed criminal convictions, but U.S. authorities don't have access to criminal records held on the U.K.'s police national computer. Again, a wall with razor ribbon keeping Americans safe. If authorities have concerns about a traveler, they can request information from the home office, although this is said to be very rare. And the guys are already to get on a freaking plane. This means it could be possible to lie on the form. Shh, don't tell all the Johnnies. This is between you and me now. Me and my listeners. Don't tell Islamic jihadis that people could lie on the form to enter the country. Just a real quick to any jihadis that might accidentally stumble onto the show that uh, you can't lie on those forms. It's just not humanly possible. Malik Faisal Akram, who may have lied on his entry to get into the United States, I'm thinking maybe, just maybe lied. He comes from Blackburn, Lancashire, and was branded a menace for raving about the attack on the World Trade Center in 2001. Generally, this would keep you out of the United States, but uh, thank God we have those safeguards, like the Patriot Act, all installed after 2001 and changed to go after CRT parents. The terrorist uh, suspect was given a rare exclusion order at Blackburn's Magistrate's Court, uh, the first in 25 years for abusing staff about 9-11 on the day after the attack that claimed over 2,750 lives. The incident 20 years ago raises questions about whether he was known to uh, security services on the other side of the Atlantic and how he managed to get into the United States two weeks ago with a significant criminal record. This man who is now dead, thank you, spewed anti-Semitic abuse, demanded the release of convicted terrorists Aifa Sadiku, whom he referred to as his sister. As his sister. Unbelievable. The FBI needs to be gutted from head to toe. It needs to be reinvented, as does the G DOJ. They have both been weaponized to go after American citizens, and they're dropping the ball on real instances of terrorism we should be concerned about. Now listen, about, about five, six months ago, started this podcast. And... I started working at home full-time, which is a gift from God. But occasionally, on the list of things that I have to do, it says go to the post office. And that is a giant goose egg in the middle of my day. Because I spend a lot of time preparing for this. I spend a lot of time preparing for my Newsmax show. And I do a lot of time preparing for interviews on radio stations and on other Newsmax programs. So going to the post office and standing in line, ain't got no time for that. So I went to stamps.com. I got a digital scale. I can print off my own postage at home without a computer, a different, you know, crazy expensive printer or anything special. Just your regular printer. It works amazingly. You can send letters and packages, pay less, a lot less discounted rates from USPS and UPS. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year. 
They make it easy for small businesses to ship and mail without needing to take a trip to the post office, print official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy any fancy equipment. You don't even need to take off your sweatpants. (laughs) Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every single time. And you can also save up to 40% off USPS postage and up to 66% off UPS. Unbelievable. Here's my promo code to do this, okay? It's Newsmax. You get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Stamps.com. There's a little uh, microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in the word Newsmax. Okay, type in the word Newsmax. You got that four week trial and you're going to start saving money and you're going to start saving time. This is a product I swear by and I love it. Again, stamps.com, enter promo code Newsmax. Stamps.com, you'll never have to go to the post office again. Linda in Y Mills, Maryland is on the phone. Uh, Welcome to the show, Linda. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Um, I just, I have a problem with people saying you have to clean up the FBI, and it's just the people at the top. I have an issue with the gymnasts and the FBI dealing with them. The girls' uh, reports were made, and everything was dropped, and it went on for several years after that. And in addition to that, you have the fake kidnapping of Michigan's governor that supposedly the FBI foiled. However, it turns out there were a whole bunch of FBI operatives involved and then turned it into the January 6th um, riot. And what was the FBI involvement there? I don't think we need to just clean it up or take the top echelon and move them along. I think we need to get rid of it, period, and start a new system. Uh, This has been under this kind of cloud since J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very corrupt organization. It's it's very clear. Uh, they sat on Hunter Biden's laptop. They're still sitting on Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, they were officials who actually uh, worked with uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign, the Democrat Party, to uh, obtain FISA warrants with a fake dossier. The FBI needs to be gutted from heads to toe. You are saying that it needs to be uh, figuratively blown up and reinvented. That's kind of how I feel about the federal government, by the way, Linda. Yeah, me too. You've got my vote, sir. Honestly, aren't you just, Linda, aren't you just fed up with this? Yes, yes. And then then the FBI... They have the they have the cojones, the spokesperson in the middle of all of this. When all of us know a synagogue being attacked with a hostage crisis on the Sabbath, ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's going to be some whacked out uh, segregationist, uh, the point zero zero percent, or an uh, Islamic jihadist. And 99% of that time, it's going to be the Islamic jihadist. But the FBI thinks we're so stupid that in the middle of a crisis, they'll say, hey, we have no idea, Linda. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? It's, it truly is. And it, it's in the Department of Justice and the FBI and the federal government just completely. It just yep. destroys yep. your confidence in our country. We need to take it back. Amen. Thanks for the phone call, Linda. Do appreciate it. Hey, you know, there's a fire in our bellies. Did you see Donald Trump's speech on Saturday on Newsmax? 
A lot of you did. A lot of you saw. It was gigantic. Of course, everybody in the mainstream media says that he was uh, purveying uh, misinformation and disinformation about the elections. But the fire's not going out no matter how many times they tell us there's nothing to see with regard to the 2020 elections. The fire is not going out. And it was, it was on fuego on Saturday night, a gigantic crowd. Uh, oddly enough, President 81 million doesn't get crowds like that. Generally, doesn't get crowds like that. Oh, by the way, online this morning, the president's MLK speech drew fewer than 1,000 people. Drew fewer than 1,000 people. He's president 81 million, though. I read this survey a couple weeks ago. Nearly 50% of Americans think the FBI is Biden's personal Gestapo. This is Rasmussen. That should... Send a chill down your back. But Americans, when you look at the dearth of evidence, and this isn't, this isn't about conspiracy theories, this isn't about making stuff up, <clears throat> this is about going, huh, I've done my research, and I really think the FBI is corrupt. I really, really, really think the FBI is corrupt. I really think the AG is corrupt. I think the FBI Director Christopher Wray is corrupt. 30% of Democrats uh, say that the FBI is Biden's personal Gestapo. 64% of Republicans. So there's the breakdown. So a good deal of, uh, of Democrats, not to be sneezed at, folks, especially with COVID, wear a mask, get double vaccinated, and you'll still get sick. 30% of Democrats think the FBI is Joe Biden's personal Gestapo. Yeah. 44-year-old Malik Faisal Akram demanded the release of Lady Lady Al-Qaeda, Afa Siddiqui, serving 86 years at FMC Carswell, New York, for the attempted murder of U.S. military personnel, according to an ABC News report, although I heard she was incarcerated in Texas at the present moment. Here are a couple things about her, apparently otherwise delightful person, otherwise a delightful person. After being arrested in Afghanistan in 2008 for the attempted murder of a U.S. Army captain. Other than that, she's a doll. She's a sweetheart. And uh, she brings these uh, charcuterie platters to parties that people just die for. I mean, literally. The Pakistani-born neuroscientist was found with two kilos of poison sodium cyanide and plans for chemical attacks on New York's Brooklyn Bridge in the Empire State Building. Uh, she was handed to uh, Americans convicted of attempted murder two years ago in a U.S court her hatred for the u.s was so strong during her interrogation she grabbed a rifle from one of her guards and shot at them shouting death to americans that's not going to do much for you in the courtroom i mean just just going to give you a heads up it's kind of funny the majority of americans right now in america where do you suppose they are do you suppose after decades of democrat dominance that the democrat party more americans identify as democrats than republicans what would you say you probably say, yeah, probably the Democrats, you know. No, actually, uh, the Democrats have fallen from a nine percentage point advantage in the first quarter to Republicans having a five point edge in the fourth quarter. So that is pretty gigantic. It's a 14 point swing to the right in 2021. Looking at the number of Hispanics, it's an even bigger, it's an even bigger swing. Unbelievable. And, and why, why shouldn't you when you have a president who does this? Despite campaign promises to heal the deep political divisions in the country, President Biden went on the attack this week, comparing those of 
opposing his voting rights bill to segregationists and icons of the Confederacy. Unbelievable. And this is not resonating with the American people. This dark, awful, dystopian vision of the future of America is not working. Oh, yeah, did I also mention the empty store shelves? Did you go shopping this weekend? I went shopping this weekend. I went to Walmart. I had to go back three times to get chicken breast. Yeah. Unbelievable. And by the way, and, and I'm just saying, and I was reading a, a column by Tyler Durden this weekend. He says that the mother of all supply chain shocks coming as China is locking down its ports. Apparently, uh, they have a COVID zero policy, are starting to hit supply chains in the region as a result of the slow movement of goods through some of the country's busiest and most important ports. Means shippers are now diverting to Shanghai, causing the types of knock-on delays at the world's biggest container uh, port that led to massive congestion bottlenecks last summer that eventually translated into a record number of container ships waiting off the coast of California. Most of them are still there, despite Pete Buttigieg, our transportation secretary. HSBC economists are warning that the world economy could be headed for the mother of all supply chain shocks. Um, I'm just saying, I have never been someone who is a survivalist. I've always uh, managed with the amount of bathroom tissue we have under the sink in each bathroom. But uh, I'm glad I have my freezers full at this point, to be quite honest. And I, and I don't like to spur panic or anything weird like that. But honestly, if you live in a country where they can tell you not to go to church and Americans do it, then, you know, anything's possible. If we, if we have empty store shelves last year in the meat department and the toilet paper and the paper products, anything's possible. Anything is possible. And as far as Joe Biden celebrating, and, and it literally, honestly, it is, it is laughable. Uh, with regard to Joe Biden saying that the economy is awesome. We're not stupid. It's like that FBI agent in charge at the, uh, at the synagogue over the weekend saying that uh, there's no, there's no uh, it wasn't targeted because it was an Islamic terror thing. It was targeting Jews. We're not stupid. Biden says he's responsible for creating 6.4 million jobs in 2021. The government doesn't create jobs. The government creates work, and the government gets out of the way to allow business to create jobs. That's what happens. Joe Biden has attributed that success to uh, the American Rescue Plan, the COVID stimulus package that some economists claim has worsened inflation, and by the way, it has. Here's the report from CNBC, of all places, saying that the big lie is not the 2020 election. The big lie is Joe Biden saying he's created 6.4 million jobs. Neil, since, since ADP is uh, oftentimes considered in the employment uh, business, if you will, of, of sorts, and, and Rick made a comment, which is, <laughs> yeah. right, that wages ultimately are sticky. Do you see a moment over the next 12 months where you're either not going to see wage gains or you'd actually see a reversal? Is that even possible? Well, it's possible, especially if you're talking about real wages, which are negative if you look at the CPI. Yeah, did you hear that? You know, for everybody who says that wages are up, you go to the grocery store, try to buy something uh, or try to buy a used car or a new car. Numbers. What I'm concerned about is that, yes, we've seen wage increases, but we've seen wage increases driven by labor shortages. Wait for it. 
the economy, and this is an important point, hasn't added one single job from the 2019 high water mark. Now, this is Nella Richardson, ADP chief economist, by the way. Let's hear that again. The economy, and this is an important point, hasn't added one single job from the 2019 high water mark. Which was during the Trump administration, by the way. Not one. All the jobs that we have seen gained are recovered jobs that were lost. These are people coming back to work. As I said, if you want to have a 100% increase in your business, what you have to do is on Sunday be closed, and then on Monday open your door. And if somebody comes in and buys one thing, one thing, then you've had a 100% increase in business from the day before. We are not yet producing new jobs. In fact, we're still about nearly 4 million jobs short. So these wage gains... Are that is not very rosy for the Biden administration. ...coming on top of a shrinking workforce, and it's not being fueled by productivity enhancements. What's driving inflation right now is the input shortages and the labor shortages and not productivity. So And the cheapening of the currency and the printing of money by the Fed. Let's not forget those, and I'm not even an expert at it and i also figured out it was a jihadi thing at the uh, synagogue and i'm not even an fbi agent i figured that out on saturday night weird weird keep fighting that's all i gotta say keep fighting thank you for joining me today guys please share this uh, podcast with other people just go to newsmaxtv.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms where it is available if you would please um share that with other folks also uh, this weekend my tv show is on Donald Trump thinks I'm the funniest person on television, although it's really hard to be funny lately. <laughs> it really is. God bless our first responders. God bless our military veterans and departed. God bless our first responders. God bless you. Yeah, you too. You too. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.